Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast, NCAA Tournament Edition. I'm John Borton, and we're here with the man who will be bringing it to you play by play over the Michigan Radio Network, one Brian Bush. Brian, welcome back to the podcast. Good to be here, John. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate being able to have you here because it means that uh, Michigan, in fact, did make the tournament. There were a lot of ways that people looked at this. Some were more nervous than others. Hunter Dickinson assured that uh, he felt like Michigan had done enough to get into the tournament. What was your reaction when you saw that not only did, did Michigan get in, they avoided the playing game, they got to go back to uh, Indy, which is a nice, familiar place for them? Wait, you mean you wouldn't have had me on had we been previewing the NIT? Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, uh, I, I felt the whole time that Michigan was in. I was very surprised that Michigan was not in Dayton. I, I don't know how you digested all of what happened on Selection Sunday, but when I, when I watched the end of that Richmond-Davidson game, I really thought, man, that, that might be what sends us to Dayton. Um, the reality is that Michigan was the last buy. I mean, legitimately a group of people advanced Michigan one round in the NCAA tournament. And uh, the Wolverines should feel very grateful for that. They should use it as a, a second opportunity, a second chance. And I mean, gosh, when you consider the fact that it's one week later, almost the exact same start time, first game of the day. Uh, I mean, in the same arena, uh, there's a lot of symmetry there that Michigan gets a second chance at 
uh, doing what they should have done in the second round of the Big Ten tournament. They had Indiana dead to rights. That game was over. It didn't feel as close to 17. And then it, Michigan completely fell apart. And, and you know, I, I obviously I've, I've covered this program for a long time, uh, but I, I haven't known it the way that Terry Mills has known it. And driving back to Ann Arbor with him, uh, I, you know, he, he's like, I'm not watching basketball for three days. And if Terry Mills ain't watching basketball for three days, you know, it's a gut punch. I mean, he, I, I, toward the end of the drive, I asked him like, can you think of anything that compares to that? And he couldn't think of anything. And well, it's a good thing. We don't have to worry about that anymore because in the moment you worried, could that have potentially cost Michigan? And, and fortunately it didn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I would go Colorado football 1994, but uh, different sure. sport. I will I will say this. Um, Michigan, uh, it, it, I don't think they should avoid getting a 17-point lead, but uh, certainly if they get a 17-point lead with 12 minutes to go, they should avoid that kind of a finish. New day, new, uh, new tournament, a bigger one, more obviously on the line. Here's what I know about Brian Bush. Uh, I know that Jawan Howard knows by now Colorado State inside and out. But I also, Brian, know the way you prepare. I've seen some of your charts on opponents, uh, and I know that you know a whole lot more about Colorado State than maybe you did two or three days ago. Tell me what uh, what it is that you know, what to look out for, your, your general impressions of this team. Well, uh, from a personal side, um, my girl went there for her veterinary school clinicals. So I've followed Colorado state a little bit Fort Collins. There aren't many places that I would put up in the same type of uh, wavelength as Ann Arbor college town wise Fort Collins is it's awesome. Um, so, you know, from that standpoint, I knew a little bit about it and, and had followed. I think we all kind of at least through bracketology followed the mountain West because people were talking about, Oh, well, it's a four team Mountain West NCAA tournament. And I'm I know when I started hearing that, I'm thinking, well, that that can't be right. It's December, it's January. Uh, and what's interesting is of that four team Mountain West NCAA tournament, Colorado State was picked to win the league. Uh, they had the player of the year. They've continuously improved over the four seasons with their head coach Nico Medved. And they have two of the best players in this group of four teams that will be fighting for a spot in the Sweet 16 in the early session on Thursday in Indy. Uh, a guy that I don't think is getting as much run, we'll get to David Roddy in a second, but Isaiah Stevens has averaged almost five assists a game for his career. And this is a three-year career. He's basically played almost every minute he's been there, averages 35 minutes a game, shoots the ball almost 50%. Uh, listen, David Roddy is outstanding, and we'll get to him in a second, but I think people are sleeping on Isaiah Stevens. That matchup with Devontae Jones is going to be vital because you know Devontae had had such a great close to the regular season, but he really struggled in that 17-point uh, collapse against Indiana. He needs to bring it, and he's more than capable, but Isaiah Stevens, dude's legit. Now, David Roddy, I know, John, you you know, you know, and everyone at the Wolverine uh, all over Ken Palm, that's one of the biggest resources that I use. And Ken Palm has a player of the year algorithm. And David Roddy is the ninth player on that player of the year algorithm. He is 
one of two. Take out Gonzaga. I don't consider them as as a you know mid major uh, team anymore. But outside right. of that, there are only two players in the top ten who are outside of power conferences, and one is David Roddy. Uh, he is shooting it at almost sixty percent. Uh, where he's really improved this year is from three. I mean, the guy's shooting, what is it, 45 of forty-five of 99 from three. He came in like 23%. He's taken a huge step forward. Uh, so those are the two guys you have to worry about. And a lot of times when you see these teams you don't know a whole lot about, you think about last year, Max Acemas from Oral Roberts, you think, oh, it's just a one-man team. Well, teams normally have a little extra oomph behind them. Uh, this is Colorado State's best team ever. This is their best seed ever. Uh, they have not been to the Sweet 16 in the 64 or 68 team era. Uh, this is a team that they're going to talk about there for a long, long time. But you know what, John? People talked about that Michigan team last season as one of those in Ann Arbor. It's an all-time team. It's a Big Ten championship team. You know who beat them? An 11 seed. At this mm-hmm. point, that means absolutely nothing. It's a coin flip game between two really good programs, two really good head coaches, uh, and and there are some other guys on this team that 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 worry you. But I mean, David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens, if they play to their potential, Colorado State has a great chance to not just beat Michigan but make a run. It's up to Michigan to try to shoo those two guys away. All right, and to that end, a couple quick follow-ups. With Roddy, who do you think for Michigan draws the defensive assignment, and is is Roddy the type of player that is going to get his regardless and you have to focus on shutting down the other guys? Yeah, I think he's going to get his as much as you can. Roddy, I would assume, would be on Musa Diabate and vice versa. Phil Martelli alluded to that a little bit on our coaches show last night. Um, so I, I would assume that that will be the responsibility. I mean, Roddy – He's listed at 6'6", six, six, but he's 255. So he's he's a bigger body. Uh, and, and that's pretty typical of, of you know those good mid-major programs. You got guys who have the skill, but maybe not quite the, the prototypical size that you would expect to get them to, you know, to be four or five-star recruits and go to some of these really big programs. Uh, so I think it'll be Diabate and Roddy. Obviously, the you know, the Devontae Jones, Isaiah Stevens matchup that I mean, that is obvious. You know, Eli Brooks will certainly be, you know, uh in to try to assist that in some way, shape, or form. But that's the point guard battle. Uh so yeah, I mean it, it it's gonna be tough. I think in that situation, listen, Roddy. You know, he scored, I think, double figures in 27 of 30. He scored 20 or more in 14 games. They've only lost two of those 14. I've only lost five games all year. So that I don't know how much that tells you. Uh, but, you know, this is a team that they score through him and through Stevens creating for him and others. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, you know, uh, Michigan can win if David Roddy has a big game. If both Roddy and Stevens and maybe one or two other ancillary parts do, then then you're starting to draw dead. So with Devontae Jones, you talked about that finish and how rough it was. He almost looked like he was a little bit nicked up the way that uh, he was struggling there. I'm just wondering about uh, his health and how do you think that he will respond in this game? Certainly during interviews, he he sounded um, like he really stepped up to take ownership and said that that I, I don't make turnovers like that and I you know I take that on myself and I'm going to turn that around. Yeah, we I mean Devonte absorbs some some real contact. We've seen him spill to the deck 
plenty of times this year. I know he took a shot late in that game against Indiana last week. Uh, I haven't heard anything about health one way or the other. Uh, I mean, I think his leg would have to fall off if he, if he weren't to play in this game. Um, you know, I, I think of all the players on this team, to me, the the and he spoke to this after the selection show, the, the fact that not only is Michigan in the tournament, but they're going back to the same arena where legitimately that could have, if things went differently, that could have ended Michigan's chance in the NCAA tournament. And to get to go back to that arena one week later, same circumstance, but now really, truly your season's on the line. I, I think that helps him more than maybe anybody else because you think about him at the start of the season, you know, he's admitted he, he was pressing a little bit. He got off social media. He did a little bit more, you know, he did yoga. He did more reflection, just more kind of mental cleansing, if you will. I mean, this is a young man who realized he he invested a lot in this decision in this season. The early returns uh, weren't great for anybody involved, and he improved. He got better, and, I mean, he, he turned into one of the best – Big Ten point guards. I mean, he he really had a great close of the season. For there to be that dip, we all know it can happen in March. We all know that it can go away and poof, one 40-minute stretch. Uh, I think he learned that against Indiana. I think this team learned that against Indiana because, I mean, you saw the videos from, from the selection. There was there was real relief. The, the calmest one was Juwan Howard just leaning back on the recliner. Uh, otherwise, they, I mean, it was nerve wracking. Phil Martelli said as much uh, to us on Monday night. So um, I, I think this team and in particular, Devante, uh, the reset, the refresh, the second chance, uh, I, I think it bodes really well for this group. Does that mean they'll win? No, it doesn't. Who knows? I mean, this it's the NCAA tournament. It's, it's really freaking hard. Uh, but, uh, you know, this team has has that second opportunity. And, and we weren't guaranteed that uh, this time, what, four or five days ago. No doubt. We talked about uh, Michigan dealing with David Roddy. Talk about uh, how equipped Colorado State may be to uh, to deal with one Hunter Dickinson. Is this the kind of game where uh, he could be really a focal point for Michigan in its offense? Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not well equipped. They've got in their. They basically play ten, um, and 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 they're similar in terms of. Um, in terms of height balance to Ohio State, uh, they, they they have one guy who's 6'10". James Moore is a kid from New Zealand, and he only plays 13 minutes a game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he were in there just to body up against Hunter for, you know, a 10 to 15 minute stretch and and probably, you know, e- e- take away some of those fouls um, that he has allotted to him. Uh, but other than that, everyone's 6'8 or shorter. Uh, Phil Martelli alluded to them as Rutgers without Cliff O'Mori last night when we talked to him. They they play a similar style, and he compared uh, Roddy to Ron Harper Jr. Uh, and you know, Geo Baker being the Isaiah Stevens comp. Um, but defensively, this team is middle of the pack at best within the Mountain West. Uh, they are very similar to Michigan. They're in almost the exact same, not just overall marks in Ken Palm, but also in the offense and defense side. They're 20th and 83rd offense and defense. So, you know, this has a chance to be a, a real shootout. They can shoot the three. They don't really defend the three all that well. Uh, Michigan's going to have some offensive opportunities, especially through Hunter Dickinson, which that isn't a surprise against most teams. You feel like you're going to have an advantage, but this does feel like it's got to be one of those 
20 point double double type efforts for Hunter Dickinson. And it is more than within his range of outcomes for this. All right. Who might be uh, Michigan's best opportunity for a, uh, a classic John Beeline outlier in this one? Could it be a Terrence Williams stepping up? Could it be a, a Brandon Johns Jr.? If, if you were to, to uh, just go out on a limb and, and pick someone that, uh, that might, surprisingly step in maybe not a surprise anymore with uh, Terrence Williams the way he's been uh tossing in the threes but uh who might give Michigan a boost that you're not looking for well if you'd have asked me this before the Big Ten tournament I would have said Kobe Bufkin and then Kobe Bufkin didn't play so uh shows you where I would go with that What, what I'll say is this I'll take Terrence Williams for this reason this reason only I think we all sometimes forget how refereeing changes in the NCAA tournament. Things are a little bit more by the book. This, just like it's a spotlight situation for players, is a spotlight situation for the referees. They know they are very much uh, on display. And I'm not saying that that means they're trying to take over the game. I'm just saying, I think you get into the late stages of, of conference play and you kind of want that physicality, that bruising, that that rivalry stuff that we see late in a, in a, a, a conference basketball slate. Once you get to the tournament, it's, you know, milk toast, uh, neutral site arenas, uh, m- probably will be what, 60 to 70% full for tip off because you're going to have the Tennessee and the Longwood fans filing in as the game goes on. It's the first game of the day. So uh, somebody on one of these two teams will be in foul trouble at the under 12 media timeout. I don't know who it's going to be. But it seems like in a lot of these tournament games, that happens. And why I'll say Terrence can have a a type of impact that we've seen him with those handful of double-digit point performances is he's kind of a pivot point where Michigan can keep most of its starters on the floor, but he can kind of allow that lineup to be a little bit more fluid. Frankie Collins will come in when they want to relieve Devontae or Eli. Uh, obviously, inside, Brandon Johns Jr. is for one of the bigs, where you can get creative with Terrence Williams II. Uh, listen, I think Brandon has that capability. If you're looking for a real outlier, uh, give me Frankie Collins. What he's shown offensively has certainly uh, – if, if, if Michigan needs to find a way to create something from nothing, Frankie does that about as well as anybody on this team. So I think that's the outlier. But if you're looking for that smart, that smart money – it would be on Terrence to have a big-time game because he can shoot the three. He can match up with pretty much anybody on that Colorado State side because, again, they're they're outside of a 13-minute 6'10 big. They're 6'8 or shorter. Terrence is right in that range. He'd be one of their bigger options if he flips sides. So give me him. We'll see if he can do it. Um, he's given this team a lift at times, and, and I'm telling you, it's going to be somebody where you're going to sit there in that you know quite lengthy television timeout uh wondering what the heck is this team going to do without this player because of two fouls okay uh, a little two-parter to finish up today one you've gotten to see the brackets and uh size it up first of all do you think that michigan gets past colorado state on thursday and if it does its chances to uh to win a second game and make the sweet 16 yeah, I mean, I think Michigan certainly should be the slight favorite in this game. Uh, just 
I mean, the talent is greater. Colorado State has has played up to its potential more. Um, but I think in this time, considering had had that not happened to Michigan with with the Indiana game, uh, I, I don't know if I would be as confident. But to me, you want a wake up call. You want something to slap you in the face. Uh, that game will. And and I, I think Michigan's going to come out because we saw them for the first 30 minutes of that game. They came out and they played hard. And we figured that because Juwan Howard was back, because this team knew that it, it was a back was against the wall. And, and then, you know, they, they very much let the, you know, let the gas off a little bit. They basically slammed on the brakes. Uh, beyond that, you know, we'll see. Tennessee and Longwood, I haven't dug into a whole lot. Longwood's kind of like Colorado State where this is the, I mean, this is probably their best season in program history. They were an afterthought in their league five years ago. The fact they're in the NCAA tournament is an incredible accomplishment. Uh, and, and you always wonder what happens with teams like Tennessee because, I mean, they look like a world beater in Tampa last weekend in the SEC tournament, but that can end very, very quickly. So, uh, listen, if this Michigan team can beat Colorado State, I do like their chances to make a little bit of a run because you're on the you're on the more favorable side of the bracket, right? It's better to be an 11 seed than be a nine seed. I think it's better to be an 11 seed than a 10 seed. Now that made for a sweaty selection Sunday, uh, but but if Michigan can get hot, they can absolutely make a run. And again, I, I I always turn back to that UCLA team last year, which I know it still stings for Michigan fans and it, it stings for me, but the seeds mean nothing. It's all about the matchups and what you have in front of them. And while Colorado State, I'm sure, looks at, at Michigan and, and thinks, yeah, we got some advantages here, and I, I think they do. Michigan's size, Michigan's best players have an opportunity to overwhelm them in some spots. Will it happen? Who knows? It's 40 minutes. Ken Palm has this thing as a coin flip of all coin flips. So we shall see. But, man, I'll take a coin flip versus uh, you know having to play tonight or tomorrow in Dayton or uh, you know that NIT preview podcast that we would have we would have clearly done had we gotten to that point. Absolutely, and no doubt about it. Uh, one thing is is for certain. This time next week, if we're able to get together, we will be either talking about a Michigan matchup in the Sweet Sixteen or uh, a little bit of spring football, uh, which is is always there on the back burner. We'll keep it there for now. Uh, Brian Bush, fantastic job as always. Thanks for being with us, and uh, uh, we'll be tuning in to listen to uh, what you bring us on Thursday. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate you having me. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. 
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.